1: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You'll hear it here first. You are now rocking with the hottest business and spirituality podcast show, The Transform You Live Show. Hosted by Marcus Hart and Paul Greaves. This is the only place where you can get on your own personal transformation journey drawings from his personal stories, books, and much, much more. For more information, visit transformviewbroadcast.com broadcast.com. That's Transform the Letterview Only on the Transform You Media Network. Now here's your host. Hello, hello, my wonderful people out there in podcast world, cyber world, and those who may just be stumbling across this great and wonderful podcast and don't know how you got here, but wherever the case may be. We thank you and we welcome you. It's just a pleasure to be able to talk with you today and have such an esteemed guest that we have on today for you. This is the Transform You Live show, the only show where you can make real life and business transformation, harnessing the power of optimism, hope, and faith. Today, we got a wonderful guest who's going to be doing so much more to offer us up some great information. He's been known as a Wayne Dyer of business. And once you meet him, and once you hear this information today, you will know why. You all know about snow globes. They're beautiful and pretty pristine. uh, And uh, snow globes are pretty given uh, quite commonly around this time. And the magic that only happens when you shake them up is uh, pretty beautiful in itself as well. Well, Jeff today, you know, he's a man on a mission to help people shift how they see the world and thereby shift their experience of the world. Jeff is a snow globe shaker for impactful change in leadership and in his life. He is a facilitator of truth, self-truth. Jeff is a force of nature and waking up business and association audiences across the country with his messages about conscious leadership, empowering teams, and personal transformation. He's in good company here. You're going to hear topics today about being in the present, being here in the now, and living as your unstoppable you. So without further ado, here's Jeff, the snow globe shaker himself.
0: How's it going? <laughs> hey, Marcus. Thank you. Thanks for that great introduction. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, it's quite quite just the uh, the honor to have you too. Uh, as we, you know, we've talked on the other side here. And, you know, Jeff, you know, they, they heard me say a little bit about, about you and in, in my own words, but you know, how about you tell us your transformation journey? And by the way, you know, how about you tell us your full given name, you know, as that's important too.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I'm hesitant to say that out loud because my full given name is Jeffrey Lee Nishwitz. And every time I say my whole name, I think I'm in trouble <laughs> because for a lot of folks, I found it's the same. Like when you were a kid, usually with your mom and my mom, you know, if she called if she called Jeffrey Lee, that meant I was in trouble. If she said Jeffrey Lee Nishwitz, it meant don't come, Jeff, because you do not <laughs> want to face what's, whatever happened. So yeah, I'm Jeffrey Lee Nishwitz, and I, I I believe when I look back on my life, I've had a couple of transformation well, big transformations. Yeah, I say that because I've come to believe that transformation is often overstated as this big life changing moment yeah and I, what i the definition i heard of transformation a few years ago was going from one way of being to another that can literally be a tiny little change so but the big one's for me is to do the short version i'm a i'm a fully recovered lawyer i started my career as a lawyer did 17 years of that and uh had achieved all the success lawyers want financial professional business, even had life balance. And I realized I didn't like being a lawyer. Uh, one of the great lessons of that is that you can be really great at something and it doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. So I, I left that. I started a business. I had a, a huge failure in a business, my first coaching business. Uh, I went Then I went back to work, working for others, doing business development. And about 12 years ago, I found this, which is now a bit, this is no longer business. It's not a job. It's a, it's really a calling for me. Yeah. And I'd, I'd love to tell you that it was a great plan that I fully executed brilliantly, but it was more like just these, these acts along, these acts along the way of my life that had me that ended up here. And I just sort of listened and I followed the, that calling or that voice and turns out this is where I'm supposed to be. So it's it's definitely been a journey and uh, there's been some bumps and bruises and probably some broken bones along the way.
1: I can really imagine that. And boy, it's something about being called your full name that haunts you right there as soon as you hear it. And true is the same as when you come across like, Hey, this, maybe this is what I am supposed to do. You know, it really stops you there. So, When you made that stop and you approached that was it something that like you know you you really had the brain to the conscious forefront and and say like hey you know i am the snow globe shaker this is this is what i'm what i'm going to do now and um let's get on this mission or was it lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the
0: deli i guess aha in my dentist's office Oh, absolutely. I mean, the snow globe Shaker is only about three years old, and and we can talk separately about that. But I started this business 12 years ago in February, March of 2009. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I had a job. And what was interesting was I had written a book that came out in about 2008. It was a book on, on law and how to run your law firm like a business. But when I wrote the book and published the book, I wasn't a coach. I wasn't a consultant. Most people do a book because they want to have it feed their business. I just wanted to write a book and I didn't have anything to do with it. And so I wrote the book and this guy in West Virginia bought it. He called me in the summer of 2008 and said, Hey, I read your book. I love your book. It's, it's just so fantastic. He said, do you do coaching? And I've learned that the appropriate answer to any question like that is, yes, <laughs> I do. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I remember it as a very funny conversation, right. kind of this, what's that look like? You know what? It's all custom. What are you looking for? Right. Fast forward, I end up coaching 13 of their lawyers for about six months. And I said, wow, I really like this. This fulfills me. I'm good at this. I said, the problem is the story I told myself in the head was, I've got a job and I need a job because I'm still trying to recover from a divorce and a prior business failure. I said, I can't do this right now. I can't go start something from scratch now. That was the biggest obstacle. And you know, what I've learned is when you tell the, (laughs) when you tell the universe, whatever your belief system is, something the universe comes back and smacks you and says, maybe you don't know everything. And I, I had built a website but i didn't yeah. i didn't make it live i was waiting for the right time and in february 2009 the person i the company i was working for called me in out of the blue i didn't see it coming and i walked into a meeting one day and they said we're sorry to do this but we have to let you go mm-hmm. because the the economy is crashing it was the the meltdown of 08 09 yeah. and 10 we just we can't keep you and i remember thinking okay now I know what I'm supposed to do, right. but I can't be happy because that'll insult them. So I remember saying, oh, you know what? It's okay. I understand. I know we're all disappointed, but we'll stay friends. We were friends. And I walked out of the room and said, I guess now is the time. And, and one of the big learnings I had then was it's always the right time for the right thing.
1: That's like a real that. deep
0: truth for me. Always the right time for the right
1: thing. Yeah, that hanging on that, like if we if I was just to hang on that just right there, the right time for the right thing. And that really goes into like what we're, what we're discussing here with being here right now, you know, being here in the now, uh, which, you know, we we, hear it so much. But, you know, most times people still find it hard to like kind of uh, challenge themselves and they can challenge themselves. In, in the primitive ways, you know, how do we do it? You know, what you know, what's the you know, because like you even had you even experienced that that deep anxiety that that's so so uh comes on like a warning like so so but but what, what what is the first first way we do this?
0: Well there's a couple pieces of this Marcus um mm-hmm. and I'll I'll share them and, and break them down. First, got to really understand what being present means.
1: Right.
0: And I, I say that because it seems obvious, but one of the challenges to being more present, living more in the present, is that people... I'm going to pick this up right now. Um, I don't know if we're going to show video or not, but I have my phone.
1: Oh, yeah, we got, we, we got video. Yeah. So
0: we think... We mistakenly think that our phone is the reason we're not present. So if I can put my phone away now I'm present. (laughs) No, when I put my phone away, it just means I'm less distracted. Because if I'm thinking about the phone, if I'm thinking about the emails I'm missing, the text, if I'm wondering if everything's getting done, if I'm worried about work, if I'm thinking about what happened last night, or the argument I had with my partner last week, or what I have to do tomorrow, I'm not present. So first, we got to understand what present is and what is not. I do believe part of being present is we we do have to do some of the work on ourselves. To your point exactly, back when you know I got when I was telling myself I can't go start this thing that I want to do, which I was meant to do because it wasn't the right time, that was a story in my head That meant I wasn't present. That was me there was some data to support it if you look at like financial numbers right. but it was a story. And stories, if I'm in my stories that means I'm not present. So absolutely, we've got to get past our stories and do some of that work. Uh, And and the other piece, and there's a lot more to it, but I'll pause after this. There's some simple tools we can use to get present. Mm -hmm. One is to take a breath, because in order to take an intentional breath, we all breathe all the time, but that intentional breath where we just pause and take that breath by intention, on purpose. Number one, you have to be present to do it, and the breath itself makes you more present. So number one is just stop and breathe. Uh, Number two,